It says, whoever says he knows Jesus ought to walk and live just like he walked and lived. That's how we shine. First John 2, I believe. That's how we shine. That's how we truly worship is to live and walk like he lived and walked. Think about that. Now, uh, with uh, concerning uh, Rick Meyer, he's been around here, what, what's he been board member of Cecil, 30 years? Something like 30? Uh, Rick got on the board about 10 years. 10 years ago, okay. But he's been around a while longer than that right here. Yeah, he's been here for over 30 years. Over 30 years, but he became a board member 30 years, so he's been here over 30 years. And so... He, he's invested he, he's invested his life into this church family amen in a big way he's a part of this church family dear uh, I've heard Cecil say more than once he's my best friend okay and I'm sure many of you felt that way toward Rick okay I just got I'm Johnny come lately I've only been here a little over a year at the church so I haven't quite gotten that close to quite anybody yet because it takes time right amen it takes time to develop that friendship right but I, it, 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 whenever I received the news Thursday that, that he'd taken a turn for the worse and the doctors were, were prophesying this and that and, and uh, the family's coming in and all that, it, it, it was like an arrow through my heart. It, it was hurting. I hated to hear that. I went down there with the, the family. They kind of waited on me for a while because I was, we were in worship practice when the call came and I said, let's finish the set. And then go over and I'll go over and see him at that point. And they were waiting and ushered me right in in the midst of all the family and everybody to see him. And I was there with Rick. He was he was unconscious, so to speak. But did you know as I was speaking the word of God to him and telling him, Love you, brother. And uh, I, we're still believing God. We, we know that the Lord has great things regardless of where you are, Rick. The Lord has great things because you're a worshiper of him. Because he favors you because you have worshipped him through your life. And, and as I'm doing that, did you know what happened? He squeezed my hand a couple times. He wasn't moving or anything, but he squeezed my hand. And a couple times I saw his head start moving and his eyes start, his face start expressing in there. And we're, we're talking, myself and I think his neighbor that really close to him across the street, lived across the street, we're in there talking to him. And just sharing the word of God and saying, Rick, regardless of what happens today or tomorrow, we love you, know that, and whatever happens, God's glory is going to come out of this. Amen. And, but you know you know something? I was unable to, the close family, they would, they would be there, talk to them, and they would break down. And why is that? Why do you think that is? They're, they're feeling a sense of sorrow, right? There's a sorrow that he's not going to be here with us any longer. Without the realization, as I was sitting there, I could not break down because, as I've shared with you before, on April 9, 1981, drunk driver struck my car at 75 miles an hour, and, and the, according to the doctors and all, I actually had passed on. Was in the hospital on the machine and all that. I had a mama who knew how to get on the royal telephone with Jesus and, and talk to him. And uh, she told me afterward, yep, she said that when I hung the phone up with the Lord, I knew you weren't going to go. And they packed, They were in Phoenix, 1,200 miles away. They began packing the car up and headed that way. You know, when, when you believe something, what do you do? You act like it, right? You act as if it's so, right? So they came, and I, 
the reason I couldn't break up is because I'm looking at this, this godly man of God laying there, not moving, not talking to me. I'm looking at him and realizing, oh, this doesn't look good for you physically. And the, the, the word from the doctors and all is not good. Uh, but I can't break up over this because I know what's about to happen. I've seen it. I know, you know, uh, three, two, two and a half years ago, uh, my wife of 33 years sat up in the bed and was complaining, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And of course I got up and I, I'm opening a can of whoop on the devil and putting breathe easy oil and stuff we use and commanding and demanding and 45 seconds later she left me for another man. Yeah, I was sad, of course. You know, of course you would be. That, that's a horrible thing to see someone right this far from your face. That happened to me. It was horrible. But I couldn't break up and cry because of the realization I knew what happened. With Rick, I knew what was coming up real soon. I knew that, and I could not break down and cry about it. Even though I'm sorrowful for the family Cecil, I feel you, brother. Sorrowful for all of you. That we're going to be without him. We're going to miss him for a while. For a little while longer, right? Just a little while longer, right? We'll miss him, right? We get our chance, right, to be there. But I know where he is. I know. I, I, I told Wendy uh, the next morning, I said, no, that we're standing with you. But I, I picture Rick. Uh, he, he's, he's on Golden Streets. He's singing. You know, he's a singer, right, guys? He's a singer. He's singing and dancing his heart out with Jesus on gold right now on streets. And, and I, I couldn't get sad about it because I knew where he was fixed to be. Amen. Just couldn't get too, too tore up about it because, hey, I'm actually the green eyed monster was on me. Mr. Green Eyes is coming upon me because I know where he's about to go and I can't go right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, bless the Lord. <laughs> Lord, let me get on the train with him, okay? Jesus. I could I couldn't be tore up about it because of that. I see where he was, Amen. And, and why is that? Why why am I able to stay here? Because I've committed. I saw what heaven was all about. I'm going to tell you this. Like I've said before, you say Hallelujah, and all of heaven. I guess they can hear to the other side of the universe. All of heaven is Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. They're all shouting that word. And the angel, you ought to hear the angel shout. <coughs> this fire alarm, this alarm went off over here the other day when we came in. Cecil had to come rescue us. <laughs> Putting on bright coats and stuff. It went off when we were working here. And I'm telling you what, my ears, I was, I, I walked down there to see where it's coming from before I came back and I was doing this. <laughs> Just a moaning and groaning. But you ought to hear angels shout praise. I mean, it makes that look like a flea flickering in there. <laughs> the sound of flea wings in there. The angels. It is loud and boisterous and happy. So you say hallelujah in there. Hallelujah! And they're raising their hand. Hallelujah! And waving an offering to the Lord. And all the people that are up there, the people covered by the blood of the Lamb, they are shouting. Some of, some of the little more crazy ones are kind of dancing around. Woo! Hallelujah! Crazy ones like me, huh? They're up there dancing around. And, 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 and I'll tell you what, you say the word worthy, you say the word worthy, 
all of heaven. They get quiet, kind of reverent, and they're going, worthy. Worthy are you then. Worthy are you, O Lord. Worthy to receive glory and honor and power and strength and might and wisdom and honor. Worthy. And they'll get to shouting, Worthy are you, Lord. The angels can't do that. The angels can stand and watch and, and smile and be happy about it but they can't because they haven't been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. But we can do it. We can say, Worthy. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O Lord. You can do that as a king's kid. Amen. So, we'll never experience everything God has for us until when we get the goggles back on. Okay? Until... <laughs> I keep these things. Until we've given our all in our love and committed that way. Now, I want to, I had this leading yesterday. I went in, I was in here doing some stuff around the building and had this leading to change a little bit of what's on the, the, the coursework, so to speak, of the class. Worship and the fruit of the lips. Have you ever heard that phrase, the fruit of the lips? What is the fruit of the lips? Hey, Tony, Isaiah, how, how did it go this morning? Praise God, she said that right there. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah, you did good, didn't you, buddy? Praise God. Isaiah had a special singing engagement this morning. So praise God for that. Amen. So anybody ever heard of the fruit of the lips? Hebrews 13, 15, it says in, the, in, in, in Hebrews 13, 15, by him, by Jesus, let us offer up the sacrifice of praise Continually, the fruit of our lips. The fruit of our lips. Think about that. Uh, you know, whenever I was a kid, here was a phrase that I, because kids picked on me. I was, I was a little small, tiny rug rat in elementary school. Believe it or not, I'm, I'm six four now, but I was a little bitty skinny thing. And, you know, about four, about three foot eight, and probably about thirty pounds. You know, just little tiny thing. And guess what? We moved around, and guess what? I wasn't in the inside, insider cliques of the schools we went to. And guess what? I got picked on. And, and I got names. My, I had the same size ears, but a smaller head back then. So guess what? I had a nickname. They called me Ears. <laughs> they called me Waldo. Waldo, I think, was an elephant like Dumbo back in the day. He had humongous ears. They called me Waldo. So I got teased all the time and, and, and abused all that. And so I would come back with a phrase. Maybe you've heard this, Corona. Sticks and stones might can uh, sticks uh, sticks and stones might break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Remember those? You might ever say that to to your fellow schoolmates. Huh? I see some, dating some folks back there. <laughs> but did you know that's not true? Do you realize that's not true? You're made in the image of your heavenly Father, especially if you're a child of the living God, you're saved, you're born again. You're in the image of your daddy, your Abba, Father in heaven. And in, in his image, you know, the Bible talks about him creating humans speaking spirits. That's how they're in his image. God is spirit, right? He is a spirit, right? Jesus said that. And they who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He created us speaking spirits in His image. When we speak, the frequency of our words has an effect somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere has an effect. And, and, and Pastor Dola was, uh, I listened to the podcast from last week. She suggested that, so I did. 
And she was talking about the words of her mouth. Didn't Jesus make a statement? He said, you'll be judged by every idle word that comes out of your mouth. He was telling that to the religious leaders. By every idle word. Idle means non-working or non-effective or non-fruitful word that comes out of your mouth. So as a child of God, we're created speaking spirits in His image. We have a power from our spirit man to speak something. And, and I was, someone I was sharing with you there too, though, uh, I think it was James I was sharing, that uh, I said, James, you know what I've seen? And the psychiatrist say this. I said, I, I have known people through the years, especially down south. I hear them at church. You know what? I'll do the accent. Y'all, you know what? You know, we probably, me and, me and the kids and my husband, we probably ought to go down there to the drugstore and get us a flu shot because we're always the first ones to get the flu and we're in bed two weeks every time, all of us. And do you know what continually happened to those folks? Guess what? They were the first ones to get the flu every year and the whole bunch of them, we had to go over and take them chicken noodle soup and stuff. The whole bunch of them were sick at the same time for two weeks. Why? Why is that? Why is it you're a speaking spirit? Why is it important? Why is things that we say important? Why are why do words carry weight? It is not sticks and stones break my bones with words never hurt. That's not true. That's false. That's a lie straight from down yonder. That is. We have power as the image of God to say things and things come out of our mouth. And so Pastor Doe was talking about putting good things, depositing good things. I've heard it said this way, whatever your bucket is full of, when it gets bumped, that's what splashes out all over everybody. So in your own life, if, if you're going through the day and someone bumps your bucket... What comes out all over? Everything you've accumulated during the day. Every, yeah, everything that you planted in the bucket, right? right. Everything in there. That's what comes out. So this was worship and the fruit of the lips was this segment. And uh, I, I was wanting to share some things from the Proverbs. Can you, do you have your sword with you this morning? I went and borrowed a large print one out of, out of the office that the ladies use in there. <laughs> a large print one. If anybody needs it, you can use it, okay? I want to use the goggles because I've already printed it here. Proverbs, Proverbs 18, 31. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Wow. Wow, death and life. Speaking spirits, right? Image of God. You're a spirit being. You have a soul, which is your mind and thinking processes. Your senses, you know, your flesh, so to speak. And then you've got that body that you dwell inside of. It's like the real you is put inside of a glove. And when you depart from this earth and this life, what happens? The real you comes out of that glove. And so... We take that glove and we have a funeral service or whatever. Some folks get cremated now. We take that and, and put it into a pine box and put it underground. See, but that's the body. That was the glove you lived in. That, that was the, I heard it put this way, that was the earth suit 
you're living. If you go out in space, what happens? Anybody watch the recent space trips on? What do those guys on the space shuttle? They're not so much inside, but if they get out of there, what do they have to wear? What do they have to put on themselves? If they, yeah, they have to put a pressurized space suit on, and that has to be pressurized a certain way, because if they don't, if they just walked outside the space shuttle, what would happen to them? They have pressure. How many of y'all have ever dealt with high blood pressure? Now imagine this high blood pressure. You go out into a vacuum of space where there is nothing, no air, no nothing, and no pressure holding your skin in. Imagine what would happen. You go out of there and you go whoop. You blow up and come apart. Why? Because the pressure here is pushing outward into the no pressure, and there you go. So out there you've got to wear a space suit. Well, the real you has to wear an earth suit. You come into this, uh, Jesus, the Father said it in the Psalms, or Jesus actually was talking and said, Lord, you prepared a body for me. This is before he came to earth. You prepared a body for me. Why? <clears throat> because he couldn't do what he was supposed to do without one of these to walk in and live here, okay? And he did it perfectly the way we will do it in heaven. He did it and he made this statement, if you know me and say you know me, you ought to live and walk just like I walked in that body. Overcoming sin, overcoming temptation. Victorious with the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit's power living in and through you. That's the way you should be living as a king's kid, you see. So but there's, there's some basis in order to do that, in order to fulfill His will, one of the things we need to do is to get control of what's in here and then what comes out of here. Remember, Pastor Joel talked about a scripture that says, it's not what you put in, you, you eat. It's not what you eat that goes in your tongue-tongue that defiles you. It's what's in here and comes out of you, out of your words, out of your mouth. That's what defiles you. That's what's important as a child of God that we get a grip on this, get a grip on what we're planting on the inside of us, and get a grip on what comes outside of us, because Jesus said that's what defiles us. That's what messes us up, okay? Uh, uh, death and life in the power of the tongue. Proverbs 18.20. Go back a verse. Proverbs 18.20. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. In the Hebrew, the belly doesn't mean this right here. The belly means your emotions, the soul, basically. The, re the, the, the real you that lives with your spirit, man. You see? You'll be satisfied with the fruit of your mouth, and with the increase of his lips, he shall be filled. My English Standard Version said it this way. He is satisfied by the yield of his lips. The yield of his lips. Everything you plant, remember Jesus, I'm going to close with this. I'm only down to two, four lines on this now. <laughs> I'm famous for that with the men's group, right, Wayne? Right. <laughs> yeah, here's what we need to understand. We need to know. The yield of your lips, what you plant. Jesus said a parable. He said you're the, 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 it's like a farmer planting seed, the kingdom of God. And he plants and he, he goes to sleep and goes back to work and goes to sleep and rises and eats and all that. And what he puts in the ground springs up. It seeds. And automatically those seeds will come out of that ground and plants. I, I've got beautiful tomato plants at the house they're making. I'm so happy about that. About the kingdom of God, the way it works, you know. 
the seeds come up and it says that he, he waits patiently for that he tends it. He water, I water those things. They're in fire pots, okay? And I feed those things, okay? And he waits patiently. One day it says he puts in the harvest instruments and gets a harvest out of that. So what's Proverbs 18, 20 telling us? With the yield of your lips, you'll be satisfied. Now, if you put the wrong seeds, if you put thorn bushes into your ground, what's coming out of your ground? What is, if you put bitterness into your ground, if you put works of the flesh things, hatred, anger, wrath, and things like that, if you plant that kind of seeds with your mouth in your ground, what will come out of the ground? What's going to show up above ground? What kind of fruit is going to be available? It won't be nice tomatoes. It'll be what's, what's planted in there, you see. So Jesus said every idle, non-working word, in other words, you're planting weeds or anything like that, will be judged. Jesus doesn't want you producing weeds. He doesn't want you producing marijuana and stuff like that spiritually. <laughs> Your ground. He doesn't desire that. His desire is you be fruitful and multiply, not just having babies, but multiply. You're productive. It says in the Bible, you're God's garden in First Corinthians. You're God's garden. So garden, he wants you producing. He wants you bringing forth perfect fruit. And how do we do that? Get control. Deal with the fruit of the lips, the yield of the lips. We'll continue this next Sunday because Pastor Yola requested that I not go over like I'm, like y'all are used to me going over for 20 minutes. So I'm not going to do that this morning. We're going to close right now. Does anybody need any agreement? We're going to agree with Wendy, Wendy Meyer, about the family situation, about the comfort you're moving in, strengthening her with strength in the soul. She's pretty tore up, which I understand. What, they've been 43 years, Cecil? I thought she said 43, 43 years together, husband and wife. And suddenly he's, he's in heaven and I hear what So she's pretty tore up. We didn't pray for her. Anybody else? Do you, do you need agreement? And Amy was asking about uh, uh, if we could go to her wall. There's a good a friend of hers that is hit and run. He's on TV. Yes? Yeah, okay. About if we could maybe see her about that. She had a request, so we could do that and help her out in that. Anybody have a request that you'd like to, us to agree about before we leave? Because there is power. Jesus said, whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, whatever you allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. Matthew 18, 18. For anybody else? We're good to go. Amen? I'm good to go. You're good to go. We can go to the feed trough and bless our, our hearts and tummies and everything else. Amen, right? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, I want to pray right now for the Word to take root and effect in your hearts. I'm going to pray the favor of God manifesting each of your minds, your soul, your spirit, your body. In your circumstances, pray that that be so. Pray that the face of the Lord shine on your life and light your way. If you're looking for His will, for Him to light your way for you. Amen. Praise you, Father. Father God, I thank you for this word. You said it in your word. It never returns void without power and empty, but it accomplishes what you purpose. So I'm thanking you for the true worshiper stepping forth and, and working toward the yield of their lips of manifesting the word of the Lord through their mouth of planting that word into their heart so it springs up and grows 
and produces for you, Lord. I'm thanking you for manifesting that. I'm thanking you, Father, for unity and harmony as the, the oil flowed down upon the beard and the, the robe of Aaron the high priest, that it's flowing upon our priests and kings here in our family here, unity of the Spirit of God, the love of Jesus coming through each one of us and to each one of us. I'm thanking you for shining like a light through us, for each of us allowing the shade to come off our lamp and to shine Jesus to this world and to multiply, to be fruitful, multiply, Father God. Thank you. Thank you for the blessing of the Lord. Thank you for the favor from heaven. In Jesus' name. Now the Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. Make His face to shine upon you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon each one of you and give you His shalom shalim. That means the complete package of heavenly peace and earthly peace. Amen. Let it be so. Everybody that receives that says, Amen. 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 Go with the Lord. Be blessed and fruitful and multiplying and replenishing your earth and have dominion over your earth. Amen. 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 We are done. Someone could, we can get a, a laser beam or some kind of loud alarm that can ring in there for Pastor Dola and the children's workers and let them know that we have completed it here.